0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're studying the book of Romans and learning how the power of the gospel impacts every part of our lives. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends. Appreciate you joining us today for our next study in the book of Romans, In Romans chapter 7, Lord willing, we will finish the chapter today talking about Paul's testimony. Paul got really transparent, obviously, under the inspiration of God's Holy Spirit, but he got really transparent here in Romans chapter 7 as he talked about the struggle that we all have, that, that struggle of futility and frustration and failure as we look at our lives and sometimes have to admit wow, the things that I really want to do, I'm not doing them. And the things that I find myself not wanting to do, that I really hate myself for having done, those are the things that I'm doing. I'm just this spiritual schizophrenic in that sense. And what's the answer? If the Apostle Paul, whom I believe was among the greatest Christians who ever lived, struggled in these ways, then how much more do you and I struggle in these ways and is there an answer is victory in the christian life possible can we live a life of joy and spiritual victory and holiness not not perfection uh, but but a life that trends upward uh, where we're really experiencing the power of god in our life is that possible and the answer is readily yes it is so Let's not get stuck on Paul's testimony of human efforts failure and the inability for any human being, whether saved or unsaved, to live up to God's law by human standards. Uh, Let's see where this all goes. So, Romans chapter 7, verse number 17, where Paul gives the summation statement by saying, "Now, now then... It is no more that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So this is important. So Paul is separating sinful behavior from the new man in Christ. So when you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you became a new creature. Remember, old things are passed away. All things are become new. John said in 1 John chapter 3, I think it's verse 8, he talked about that which is born of God cannot sin because it is born of God. So there's a sense in which your new man, your new identity in Christ does not sin because it's the very life of Jesus. You say, well, okay, well then, Kurt, then I must not have that new man because I sin. No, the point is you are now somewhat of a dichotomy in that sense. There is that old nature, not the old man, the old man is dead, but there's the imprint of that old man in your sinful flesh. Your body is not yet saved, is it? You're not yet made like Jesus. So those temptations and those desires are not yet sanctified. So there is this battle, isn't there, between the life of Christ within you uh, by his spirit and your true new identity and that which is a vestige, a residue of what you once were, the imprint of that sinful old man upon your flesh, that, that carnal side of you. And what Paul does is he makes that distinction. So in verse number 18, he says, in verse 17, it's no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Now, verse number 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. So, my flesh and its desires, what its pleasures, uh, its messages to uh, me—they're not good. Understand that as believers, we have a very real enemy in our own flesh. The flesh wants what it shouldn't have, and it doesn't want sometimes what God gives. Right, and so it 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 it. Uh, The the flesh wants its own comfort. It wants its own pleasure. It wants its own ease. So the Bible says, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, verse number 18, for to will is present with me. Paul says, you know, I have this desire to live for Jesus, to represent Jesus, to live holy, to measure up to God's standards, for to will is is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. And the point there is I'm powerless in my flesh to live according to God's standards. I'm powerless. So I have the desire, but I don't have the ability. I have the desire, but I don't have the ability. Now, what's the solution to all this? Because it just seems like last episode and the first part of this episode is just kind of painting us into this corner of, wow, we'll never live a victorious life and nothing can be farther from the truth. Look at verse number 20 or 19. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. We've already talked about this. Now, if I do that which I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So Paul said, when I'm behaving this way, I'm really just allowing that the, the carnal man, the imprint of that old man upon me, to have sway in my life. That, that's not who I am in Christ. That's not what God has made me to be. Look at verse number 20, 20 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, sin is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. See, now he's dichotomizing it. Now, on on the inward man, the person who I really am in Christ, the child of God, that which is born from above, that new creature, I, I do delight. I do have a desire to please God, to know God, to follow God, to represent God. I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So it's like, here's what I know spiritually to do that's right. My spirit has been enlivened and I have this spiritual right, holy desire. And yet this flesh of mine also has its desires and it screams what it wants. And I feel like I'm in this great tussle, this great war between what my spirit is saying, the inner man, and what my flesh is saying and screaming and demanding of me. So who wins? I know it's kind of a trite illustration, but you heard the story about the the, the Indian, uh, Native American that was saved and came to the missionary. And the missionary said, you know, how are you doing? He said, well, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I feel like now that I have been saved, there's a, a white dog inside of me and a black dog inside of me, and they're always fighting. And the missionary said, well, which one's winning? And the Native American said, the one that I feed the most. Now, I, I understand that that illustration probably breaks down in some points, but wow, what a, what a poignant thought. The one that I feed the most And the point is, now that we are alive spiritually, we need need to be feasting on that which the Holy Spirit uses to strengthen us and to conform us to the image of Christ. The Word of God, a time alone with God, a prayer with God, meditation upon the truths of God. So as we feed our soul, the soul is stronger. So we feed our spirit. Uh, But as we feed our flesh and ignore our spirit... You know, obviously we're going to see the flesh dominate in ways and control and enslave in ways that uh, we don't want it to. Look at verse number 23 again, but I see another law in my members, okay? that That's very specific, like what, what I do with my hands and my feet and my eyes and my ears and my tongue and my mouth. I see another wa- war, a law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity, that's addiction, that's a sinful habit, to the the law of sin, which is in my members. And here's what Paul says as a final, just desperate declaration of his testimony. He says this, oh, wretched man that I am. And the word wretched here is a very interesting word. It it would, would refer to somebody who is Completely depleted because of exerted effort. I'm wretched. Like I've done everything I can. I've tried as hard as I can. I've used all the resources I can and I'm empty. I can't do this. So Paul says, I'm at the end of my rope. I can't Please, God, I can't live by his standards. I can't measure up. I feel like the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I I don't want to do, I'm doing those things. And I'm the spiritual schizophrenic and help, right? Oh, wretched man that I am. But then watch it because this is the most exciting part of the chapter. He's built all the way up to this point. It looks hopeless. And now watch the answer that he supplies. Verse number 24, Oh, wretched man that I am, who, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? You know, who is going to help me? I'm trapped in this body that is ruling my life, uh, sinful habits and sinful desires. Uh, They're overcoming what my, 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 my desires to live for God, the inward law of my heart. And, and who's going to help me? Now, it's interesting that he chose the pronoun Who? Why? Because what we need in our Christian life is not a what victory. It is a who victory because the answer is not some principle and the answer is not some philosophy. The answer is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like your answer for justification wasn't something you did Not something, not some principle you learned, but the very person of Jesus Christ who saved us. We need a Savior. So it is in our sanctification, in our daily walk with God. It's not that we need to try harder or have better rules or a better taskmaster or more accountability. Now, there's nothing wrong with those things in their place, but the point is we need the work of God in our life through Jesus. And that's what Paul says. Look at verse number 25. I thank God. He's answering his own question. Who? Who's going to do this? Who's going to help me? Where's my answer? And here in verse 25, I thank God. Well, wow. From a place of desperation and self, self-loathing self to a place of thankfulness and gratitude. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. I'm going to I'm going to focus on the fact that God has transformed me. And I do have godly desires and that I do have a a, a desire to follow him. And I do have a, a new man, the very life of Christ in me. But watch this. So with my mind, the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So what's Paul say? Paul say, I'm grateful because I now understand the tension. And the tension is I am a new man that's carrying around an old body. And I must understand that tension and understand where those temptations come from and understand how to live in victory over them by yielding to that Holy Spirit, uh, the Spirit of Christ in me, who defeated sin and death and the grave and can defeat the sin in my own life and give me wonderful Powerful resurrection energy and power to live for Him every day. Now, the thought's not over; the chapter is over, but we're going to go into uh, the 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 good news for the believer that there's more than than this life of self-loathing and I'm never going to be able to do it. No, there's a life of freedom and liberty. And I have no condemnation in Christ. And there's no possible separation from his love. Uh, There's only the confidence that he is working in me by his Holy Spirit and making me more and more like Jesus every day. We'll see how that works next chapter. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, take a moment to subscribe or share the podcast with a friend. Until next time, God bless.